You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. National Security Advisor John Bolton says the Trump administration is putting conditions on the U.S. military withdrawal from Syria. He told reporters during his trip to Israel that the remnants of the Islamic State group must be defeated first. And he said when he travels to Turkey tomorrow, he will seek assurances from Turkish officials that Kurdish fighters allied to the U.S. will be protected from any Turkish offensive. Bolton is in the Middle East to reassure allies in the region following President Trump's decision last month to withdraw from Syria. President Trump, meanwhile, is preparing to head to Camp David today. He's scheduled to leave in about an hour to huddle with senior staff at the presidential retreat, with no deal yet to end the partial government shutdown. Talks hosted by Vice President Pence expected to resume today after two hours of negotiations yesterday. NPR's Ron Elving says this shutdown is unique. There's some of the usual posturing, to be sure, but it's also unlike previous shutdowns in that both sides seem to be content with the politics of stalemate. Usually, at least one side seems highly eager to get on with the courtship, but here we have both playing hard to get. So the longest shutdown was three weeks back in the mid-1990s during the Clinton administration, the speakership of Newt Gingrich. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says House Democrats will start passing individual appropriations bills to reopen all government agencies this week, starting with the Department of the Treasury and the IRS, so people can get their tax refunds on schedule. Police in Texas have made an arrest in last weekend's shooting death of seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes. 
NPR's Amy Held reports police say her killing has been, uh, it may have been, a case of mistaken identity. A 20-year-old man was arrested in Harris County, Texas, and has been charged with capital murder. Police say a tip led them to him, and he subsequently admitted to taking part in the shooting. The investigation is ongoing, and police say other suspects could be charged. Jasmine was riding in a car with her mother and three sisters early last Sunday in the Houston area when another vehicle pulled up and somebody opened fire. The rest of the family survived. Investigators say they do not believe the family was the intended target of the attack. With the rallying cry, Justice for Jasmine, the seven-year-old's death has sparked national outrage. Her funeral is set for Tuesday. Amy Held, NPR News. The Japanese automaker Nissan says its chief performance officer is on a leave of absence to handle what the company calls special tasks. In Tokyo, John Matthews reports on the first executive shakeup since the arrest of the company's former chairman in mid-November. CPO Jose Munoz is now away from his regular duties, but it's unclear how this is related to the arrest of former chairman Carlos Ghosn. Ghosn's arrest has been called the result of a power struggle between elements of Nissan management. Munoz was seen as an ally of the chairman and as a possible successor to the CEO. And from Washington, you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. Uh, the president is willing to let this shutdown go on for however long. Um, David, what's your reaction? There was a, a near deal a year ago where the Trump would get $25 billion in border security, and then in exchange, Democrats and others would get immigration reform, notably a path to citizenship for the Dreamers. That seemed to me like a normal good deal. And I still think that's out there. Now the price is down to $5 billion rather than $25 billion. But I still think that's the deal that I think both sides could live with. Uh, and it would be a good deal. Uh, Trump won the election. He's going to get his wall. It's a dumb idea, but he won the election on it. And if we can get something out of it, I think that's something that could make both sides happy. The problem is getting the optics right. Boy, is Nancy Pelosi in a very good mood these days. I mean, she was... We didn't talk about this, but she's clearly in a good mood because she really faced down a series of opponents who thought they could knock her out as speaker. Um, And while she theoretically only won by a couple of votes, that was actually a landslide because any member who had to vote against her for political purposes was allowed uh, to vote against her. The NFL playoffs start tomorrow, and this week is traditionally when head coaches on bad teams get fired. And true to form, six head coaches lost their jobs this week. What is different this year is that four of those coaches were people of color. The Rooney Rule was adopted in 2003 to add racial diversity to head coaches in the league. And for a minute there, the rule looked to be working. Uh, Last topic is going to be about freshman lawmakers. Um, One familiar face this week, Mitt Romney, kicks off his term with an op-ed and a media tour attacking the president. David, what's going on here? Well, one senator is saying in public what a lot of senators say in private, that character matters. He didn't really disagree with Trump on a lot of policy issues, but he did on the subject of character, and that means there's an internal Republican opposition. A 20-year-old man was arrested in Harris County, Texas, and has been charged with capital murder. Police say a tip led them to him, and he subsequently admitted to taking part in the shooting. The investigation is ongoing, and police say other suspects could be charged. Jasmine was riding in a car with her mother and three sisters early last Sunday in the Houston area when another vehicle pulled up and somebody opened fire. The rest of the family survived. 
Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Estri, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is January 13th, not last week, 2019. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best and um, if you tuned in last week, I think you may be saying, wow, is it Groundhog's Day? Is it Deja Vu? Unfortunately, that's not the intro for today's show. Um, so if you're listening live, this is a live broadcast. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to do a re- reset. I'm not sure what happened there. But, you know, obviously, the beginning of the show kind of sets the tone for what you're going to hear this morning. So let's try this one more time and see if we can get it right. Retake. Coming up next on the serious side. After three weeks, the partial government shutdown is about to become the longest in U.S. history. Hundreds of thousands of federal employees are not getting their scheduled paychecks this week. President Trump has been considering declaring a national emergency to get funding for the wall. Today he said he's not ready to do it yet, but the option remains under consideration. I like the symbol of me being here and them being at some play in a nice location having a good time. I like that symbol because I am ready to sign. And they're not. And they're not. I think we're getting closer and closer. Obviously, uh, Congress, both the House and the Senate, have left for the weekend, ensuring that this shutdown is going to continue. And the border crisis is not getting any better. And the president has been very clear that if he doesn't get a resolution from Congress, which is acceptable, he will implement the same powers which have been implemented 52 times since 1974. Publicly to the House Oversight Committee next month, and this is before he goes to prison for federal crimes, including making illegal payments to silence women during the 2016 presidential campaign and lying to Congress about the Trump Tower Moscow project. He wants an opportunity to at least tell the truth about what it was like working for a man in the private sector who lies, acts immorally or abusively, and has no barriers on ethics. There's new focus on R. Kelly and accusations that he committed sexual abuse. Now that surviving R. Kelly, the Lifetime docuseries has aired. Pop artists, including Lady Gaga and the band Phoenix, have apologized for their collaborations with Kelly and expressed support for his accusers. But Robert Kelly still has defenders and fans, including leaders in the gospel music industry. Candace Benbow wrote about that allegiance on her website in a piece called Supporting R. Kelly When Gospel and Black Church Get It Wrong. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams. Mr. Jerome Esprit and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle. All right, there we go. That's the proper intro. Sorry about the delay. Welcome in once again, 347-850-1272. You're in tune to the serious side. It is January 13th, 2019, I should say. And uh, it's a great day, and it's a beautiful day, and I hope that everything is going well in your neck of the woods. But as always, I'm never sure to stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the business. First up, she's been gone for a minute, but she's back with that homesy, folksy take on what's happening in today's news. Let's say good morning to my sister, love her to death, Miss Vanessa May Belly from the Macanelli. What's up, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jay, and good morning, everybody. And even though today is January 13th, I just want to take a minute and say, 
when you look at the polling, the polling talks about how folks are blaming, you know, 51% of Americans are blaming the president, but Democrats are 30-something percent behind that, and then the Republicans are down in single digits as far as, you know, what people are, how people are blaming them for this. Uh, just nonsense that's going on here. This is all about a president who made a campaign promise and lied about it, knowing damn well that Mexico wasn't going to pay for this wall. And let me, let's just call it what it is, Mr. Elias. He didn't think he was going to win the election. All he wanted to do was boost his favor so when he launched Trump TV, he can make money. So he said things that he didn't think he would have to deal with. And the fact that he's a pathological liar, you know, puts icing on the cake. What say you about this whole situation? Well, you know something, man? My, some of my family's been affected by it, too. My nephew is an air traffic controller, and uh, he's not being paid right now. So, you know, this, is, I, think is, I think, is garbage. I really do. And, it, and he's holding, you know, people can talk what they want to, but this president is holding the nation hostage over something that's not even it, it, it's not even going to help because if you look at it the majority of people are not coming in through the southern border they're coming in through the airports and you're not even paying the tsa workers who can stop this stuff and who can who can put a best foot forward from these people coming in the country no you want to play this optics about a wall that you said you were going to get somebody else to pay for then get them to pay for it, damn it. Why are you holding the, host- the country hostage? This is ridiculous to me. This is just utterly ridiculous. I don't understand how people can sit here and back this clown when he knows damn well he said Mexico was going to pay for it. Well, let Mexico pay for it. You shouldn't be holding that damn American people hostage over something that's ridiculous. You're a clown. And anybody that likes you is a clown too, damn it. I don't care. You know, Vanessa, um, when we look at the conditions, and, you know, you and I monitor this stuff all the time, um, how can average everyday Americans sit back and, and, and don't, be a, don't be affected by this? Because we talk about the 800,000 government employees, but let's talk about contractors. Let's talk about businesses who are not making money because of this. I think I saw something that's saying that it's going to have this – shutdown is going to have an effect in the billions on the economy. How can people sit back and watch this without putting pressure on their elected representatives? Or at least put pressure to a point where, you know, they're starting to feel, really and truly feel the pressure. I had this this kind of conversation with uh, Bobby yesterday. And what Bobby and I were thinking and saying was, a lot of people don't know people that work for the government, but they're not getting paid. So, therefore, if it does not affect their household, they really don't care. Example, mm. a friend of ours' mother is trying to get into a nursing home. I right. used to be a social worker for almost 10 years. Did not think about the fact that they're not really processing a lot of that paperwork. Because some of this stuff is government funding. Even if an ounce of your paycheck is government funded, you ain't, you ain't going to get paid. You ain't going to get processed. These folks think, oh, we don't care because we don't get food stamps. Okay. You might think that it's just black people who get government assistance, but guess what? It's not. 
a lot of Caucasian people don't want the food stamps because they think that it is a, it's welfare. They want Medicaid. It's the same thing. It's the, come out the same office. It's the same thing. And they are not going to be getting it. People who are trying to get into nursing homes are not going to get their stuff processed. People who are going through the airport, you need to be looking around and checking mm-hmm. your surroundings because TSA is quitting. They're working mm-hmm. over shifts, those that are not quitting. So, therefore, something could easily kind of slide through the cracks a little bit because ain't nobody perfect. So, I think this is all ludicrous and insane if you are still backing Trump just because you ain't lost your paycheck. Think about your relatives that are applying for some kind of service, and they're losing theirs. So it's not just about you, the individual. It is about people that you know that might be trying to get a service. Do y'all catch what I'm saying? So it's – and for Texas, Jay, let's talk about where we are right here in Houston, Texas. For our governor to say we're going to pay for half that wall, a portion of that wall, oh, it's on. Because I'm going to be, like, all over the website pages. I'm going to make some calls to his office. I've already called Sheila Jackson Lee's office and had a conversation sent to Nancy Pelosi. So you know what? I ain't playing. I'm just not. I did. I called Sheila Jackson Lee's office in Washington, D.C. and sent Nancy Pelosi a message. Yeah, I'm crazy. Well, I mean, everyday Americans no, need to crazy. get involved in this. This is something. This is something that when you look at it from a uh, when you look at it from, I guess if if you were in that situation, and this is the thing that people. It's always easy for people to sit here and say what you should do. You know, Trump lies every week when he says, or every day when he says, every or every day. minute, every I should say, day. every minute, every time he opens his mouth, he's lying about something. But he talks about how people are supporting him and all this other nonsense. The thing that's really crazy him. about this guy is that he tells lies that can be easily proven. He said, I never said anything about a concrete wall. Then they play a clip where he said the concrete wall. I never said Mexico was going to pay 40 cash. And then they play a clip from Sean Hannity when he says, oh, they make a deal and write us a check, but they're going to get it in cash. Oh, well, you know, I asked all four, uh, I asked former presidents, uh, you know, about, they, they said they should have built the wall. They reached out to these guys in a matter of 20 minutes and got confirmations from all representatives from all four former living presidents, that they haven't talked to this guy about no damn wall. He just continues to lie. And it's, it's, it's funny, to a certain degree, how this continues to happen, how people continue to follow this cat. But i tell you something. I had lunch with a very dear friend of mine this past Friday, and he told me something that I thought was interesting. He says, look, most of the people that I know, that I argue, because he's a conservative Republican, a black Republican, but he is out against Trump. He said most people say, that, look, they are a one-issue voter, Mr. Elias. They're concerned about one issue. They don't care about nothing else. They are a one-issue voter. And that's the reason why what, this what guy... Mean? What does that mean? One-issue one voter means there's just one issue that they're concerned about. It could be the wall. It could be tax cuts. It's just one issue. They don't care about the rest of the stuff. There's one thing that concerns me, and that as long as he takes care of me, I don't give a damn about the rest of it. I'm just saying. Hmm. Wow. Somebody had to somebody somebody had to say something to bitch McConnell too, because he's 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 saying he won't even bring it Where to the he? floor. He, Where he, is he? He, he? Yeah, he won't even bring it to the floor unless Trump agrees to it. 
somebody had to some, somebody had to say really say something to Bitch McConnell because they had to get him out of office because he 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 he, he oh you won't even bring it to the floor. You're not even you're not even backing your constituents. You're backing a president, really. You're hurting your own people, really. <laughs> wow. I, I, I guess I don't see how people can vote for this this kind of crap, man. They, they they're not even holding the Constitution up. They're 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 backing a man instead of the Constitution. I I just can't. I don't believe. I don't. Why won't he bring it to the floor in the Senate? Why? Why wouldn't he bring that to the floor? He wouldn't bring a vote to the floor. It's, it's just ridiculous to me, man. It is. It is just un- utterly ridiculous how people can turn a blind out of this, this, this crap. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That's twenty four minutes after the hour. Um, so what what happens next? Because when you look at the polling data, Republicans are not being blamed for this. They're looking at the president. As the number one corporate, but you know, Senate Democrats, I guess because of the nature of how this is set up, is really a Republican against a Democrat. So obviously, Senate Democrats are going to be the one that's going to take the blame. And like, but see, you know, the thing about McConnell is, Miss McConnell has been doing stuff like this forever, man. And, and you know, you have some Republicans who are there are five Republicans now, Vanessa, that are saying, look, let's get it back open. You know, let's get it open. And I think Mitch McConnell knows that if he brings this to the Senate floor, that it's going to pass to open the government. And he's trying his best to, you know, protect the president. Him, Lindsey Graham, I don't understand how these career politicians are just risking their political uh, clout on this guy. And they know he's – I mean – well, Jay, they, they're, they're risking that because they know if they go against him, their base, which is what gets them well, elected. Some of them are going to retire. Yep, I mean, but, but their base is not going to vote for them. Yeah, they're, they, some of them are ready to retire, and they know they're going to retire. So what the heck? I'm going to stay with the president because I know I'm, I'm not going to be here anyway. Lindsey wow. Graham's not retiring. What are you talking about? Lindsey Graham's not going anywhere. Mr. McConnell's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, no. The people who are retiring, they've, they're gone. Jeff Flake, Senator Corker, those cats are gone. These people are going to be in office. Hmm. This is what the I don't day. understand. So, Jay, well, Jay, why would you, if that is the case, I'm not, I'm not saying I definitely know this, but I'm just saying, why would you turn against your base and risk not being put back in Going with Trump when you know he's wrong. Their base is, because their base is telling them, Vanessa, that this is, as long as they follow Trump, they're going to be all right. No matter what Trump Ooh, does, their base is going to love him. Their base will love him. Well, now them. that they, but guess what? Now that they are investigating him, and it's open that they are investigating him, he might not be around to help them because he might be talking to people that's going to get him impeached. I mean, you know, he might be going to go down too. So at one, some point, the Republicans are going to have to cut their losses with him because he's going to take them down the tube with him. As as uh, you know, what people are going to people, no matter even if they found him to collude, or let me let me say this: if they found him to collude with Russia, guess what? His base is still going to love him, no matter what. 
When he stood up there and, and 17 intelligence communities are saying Russia interfered with the election, and he says, I don't know why Mr. Putin will lie, but I believe Mr. Putin over the He believed Mr. Putin over, over, the, uh, over, his, over his intelligence community. That's unprecedented. It's unheard of. He sold his soul to the devil at that point in time. You think his backers would, would back up from him at that point in time? Nope. They embraced him even more. They embraced him even more. So it, it's, it's right uh, so they don't they don't care that he backs Russia. They don't care that at at at, at any point in time that he's going to say Russia's Russia's Russia's, uh, Russia's the greatest country in the world. You know, and, and he loves them. They don't they don't care. It's ridiculous. It's really uh, it, it's you know once again every day you, you like to think that. Uh, it's 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 amazing. It is amazing how we've come to this place in our country's history, and it's just it's it's unbelievable. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mister Jerome Street from FreeRadio dot net, and the man who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need to know basis. What's going on, Jerome? Hey, good morning. Hey, good, good morning, morning Jerome. Everybody. Yeah, good, good morning. morning. All right. Good morning, Jerome. Hey, good morning, Vanessa. Well, you know, I mean, same old thing, same old top topic. You know, the whole thing is, is that this guy continues. The government shut down. I, I mean, we're talking. Here's the, here's the other part of it, too. He talks about, Jerome, how we're so unsafe and all these different things. You know, the FBI has already released a statement saying, look, if this continues, national security is at risk. Okay, you have TSA workers calling off sick. You have air traffic controllers saying, "What's the purpose? Why are we going into work when we're not going to get paid?" And Congress is still getting paid, Jerome. What say you? Well, you know, it's um, okay. So when I when when I think about this subject, I think about a conversation we had about a year ago that you know people who are like. Um, who are like white supremacists and who be, who have a belief that they like Trump and he's doing some things wrong, they can't see that what he'll do is he'll wreck the country, he'll wreck the economy, he'll he'll create infighting. They don't care as long as his target target is people of color, so or, or poor folks, right? And so what he believes is. Oh, the government shutdown is mostly Democrats, or or if you work for the government, that um, y'all can take it. That's how that's his disregard for people. People, his humanity sucks, and so as he keeps hitting and hurting his own constituents, then technically it will be uh, on them to wake up to do something different. But nobody is under any kind of delusion that he has the interest of the people. At mind, like in his mind, or this country in his mind, nobody's under the delusion. And even when I watch this stuff, where the the New York Times came out with the story saying that the the um, FBI was investigating him, I, I we I said that probably what about a year and a half ago? Because I would get investigated if we sat here in this conversation and said the wrong things. We are going to get investigated, and they're not going to tell us. You think that fool can go on TV and say something like he's saying back in Russia and not get investigated? They've probably been all over him from day one. So, you know, something's going to have to happen, but his 
his followers is what I'd call them. They're not supporters. His followers, Mitch McConnell and all of them, they just need to round them up too. Because that just means that they, their, their agenda has a little bit more to do with his ideology than it has to do with the wellness of this country. And their ideology has to do with supremacy and, and, um, and um, it just pretty much has to do with white supremacy is what it is. They don't care as long as they hurt somebody else and as long as they can make it look like they're hurting other people, then white folks usually feel like that they're good. So now that they're hurting along with them, now it's going to be a problem. But they're going to have to hurt before they do something. So we'll see how this goes. Well, we'll definitely see how it goes. You're absolutely correct about that. The Republican Party, you know, people, you know, a lot of black Republicans are saying, hey, look, this is the reason why people don't want to be a part of this party. Because, you know, the bottom line is you're showing that if you are people of color, Look at what happened in Puerto Rico. Look at what's going on at the southern border. Uh, if you are a person of color, then you don't matter to this man. And um, and it's unfortunate. It, it really and truly is that there not are people really. out there. That, well, it is unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate. Not, not really. Because I mean, it, 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 the I, reason I, I say that. Why would you say it's not unfortunate? Yeah. No, it's not unfortunate. No, no, because, because we need to stop pacifying people for being stupid. Right? If we could see this stuff coming a mile away two years ago, and they're now talking about because he created another crisis, now I'm on board, you're being stupid. So just wake up and understand something. You should have saw that writing on the wall a long time ago. If you cannot see, especially people of color, if you can't see um, white supremacists far away, please don't even claim that. Don't look at black people issues or people of color issues anyway. Because if well, you know you what, I definitely it, agree with you on that. Yeah, if you can't see it, you're part of the problem, too, so I don't feel sorry for them who are just waking up. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't either. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's, the bottom line is is that it's just for us to be in this, uh, for us to be here is just uh, one of those things that you just say, wow, you know. But the Republican Party has uh, has uh, an image of doing this, and, it, and in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. The Republican Party, you know, what, we used to have a cadence in the military. It was uh, any time we started running, it was called, oh, here we go. They're at it again. And that's exactly what the Republican Party is doing. So it's time for this week's edition of Informative Celeste, something that you need to know right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. The NFL playoffs start tomorrow, and this week is traditionally when head coaches on bad teams get fired. And true to form, six head coaches lost their jobs this week. What is different this year is that four of those coaches were people of color. The Rooney Rule was adopted in 2003 to add racial diversity to head coaches in the league. And for a minute there, the rule looked to be working. At the start of the season... All right, let me stop it. Well, I don't know what's going on this morning. I mean, all the wrong clips are here this morning. So I, we're going we're gonna to bring it back. In. I'm going to try to get the right clip loaded in so we can get in here. Uh, wow, I, wow, that's that's uh, this is weird. I've never had anything like this happen. So let me open all the mics up and let's give me a little bit of chatter here before we try to get this other break in. Because I'm not sure what's going on here. But but uh, you know when we when we look at what's happening with uh, the shutdown and you know Mr. Elias, uh, they interviewed a lot of people um, and 
a lot of the people that they interviewed this past week, at least interviews that I saw, were African American folks who are hurt, who are being affected. One man, wife has cancer, can't afford her medication. Uh, families uh, being told that, hey, in order for you to make this happen, have a garage sale, go walk dogs, do things that can pr- put some extra income in your pocket. Thank God there are some companies that are coming, stepping up to the plate, saying, hey, we're going to help you out, give you some relief. You know, this is crazy and this is nonsensical, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, bottom line is this, Jay. You know, when when you tell me when I go to work and I'm not getting a paycheck, I'm not working then. I'm just coming. I'm just going somewhere for free because the only reason I go to work is to get a paycheck. That, that that's just to me. And then and then you talk. Some some people are saying that some of the workers won't get back pay. You lost your damn mind if I didn't get no back pay. Well, what about well, see, that's the contracts? I, I heard that Congress is passing something to, to address that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, it's, they it's, don't. It's, you know, it's back pay. It's, yeah, it it's might back not have the contractors though. We're talking about the workers. That the back pay is the yeah, the contractors are folks like that. You're right. So You're right, right, if I ain't getting no back pay, we, we we got a problem. We got it. We got a damn problem. The only reason I go to work is to get paid. It's the only reason I'm here. The only reason I go. Otherwise, I wouldn't be going. <laughs> Why am I going to go somewhere for free and and, and, and give all my labor for free? Are you out yeah, your imagine, mind? Imagine if you're a contractor. And they tell you you're not going to even get back pay. Would you stop going to work? Everybody should call in. And some some nut, um, what is his name, for, from um, the White House spokesman, I think it was, not the spokesman, the chief of staff, said something stupid like the, um, the furloughed workers, at least they don't have to take vacation time. Like, they're that daggone stupid. They're that arrogant wow. and stupid. So wow. them not getting paid is just like them taking vacation time. Yeah, Jew, thanks for the vacation. I don't get no even on my vacation time I get paid. When I take a vacation I get my money. So exactly. don't play that game with me. All right, Vanessa, right. you, you were trying to get in to say something here real quick before we get to the well, break. Two things. One is I wanted to ask, did you guys see the couple that were both um FAA? I, I was like, oh, my God, like, really, what are they going to do? Both of them are FAA people, so that means that they have no paycheck. And he said that they had enough money for about one or two more months, maybe one more month, and he didn't know what they were going to do. So think about the amount yeah. of people that's not on TV, that's not being shown on TV, because yeah. all I'm really seeing on TV is black people that get a paycheck. Well, it's just as many Caucasian people going to get a paycheck as it is black, but you only see yeah. one or two white people that saying they're not getting a paycheck. And then I want to ask Jerome, Jerome, what do you think about um, the president saying he was going to take the money and not pay, not give any more money to the California fires or to San Juan, Puerto Rico, if he had to, to pay for the fires? He's going to take money to pay for the wall, I'm sorry. He's going right. to take money from people who needed yeah. to pay yeah. for the wall. Yeah. Let me so jump in real quick. That's a tease. Let me let me let me jump in real quick, Jerome, because we got to go to break. Jerome's going to answer that question on the other side because <laughs> we have to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Now it's time for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Something that you need to know. His response on the other side. You're listening to the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. The 
the Republican Party of Tarrant County, Texas, has voted to allow the group's vice chairman, Shahid Shafi, to keep his job. Shafi is Muslim, and he has support from high-profile Republicans like Senator Ted Cruz and Governor Greg Abbott, but other local Republicans wanted him ousted because of his religion. Here's Shafi last night. With today's vote, we have, a ta- we have taken a stand against bigotry of all kinds, and we have taken a stand that we will protect and defend our Constitution. Joining us now is Bud Kennedy, columnist for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Bud, this was a vote of 139 in favor of Shafi to 49 against him. It's not just a couple people who voted against him, maybe because of his religion. There is a substantial block of, of precinct chairs. Uh, some are uh, uh, various uh, fringe groups, and then some are old line uh, uh, Christian conservatives. If Pat Robertson told them 20 years ago that the leaders should only be Christians, and and they still believe that. Uh, a lot of the evangelical community today says that only God-fearing people should be leaders. Uh, they've softened that, but uh, some of these uh, still believe that only Christians should be in elected office. Well, one of the county's Republicans who didn't want Shafi in his position is Dory O'Brien. She wrote on Facebook uh, in December, quote, We don't think he's suitable as a practicing Muslim to be vice chair because he'd be the representative for all Republicans in Tarrant County and not all Republicans in Tarrant County think Islam is safe or acceptable in the U.S. What was the reaction there uh, to this effort to remove Shafi and to the eventual uh, victory for him? Dory and the work she's done here have been uh, a part of the party for a long time. She has been uh, a uh, jihad conspiracist, uh, believing that any Muslim is uh, is going to conduct a jihad at any time and that no Muslim should be involved. Uh, she's somebody that the party has dealt with, tried to keep at arm's length at times. Uh, over the last uh, eight or ten years, she's occasionally spoken at Republican clubs. There, there is a, a they, there is a faction in the party that's very suspicious of all Muslims because they believe in this stealth jihad. But interestingly, some of the big high-profile Republicans in the state, as we said, Ted Cruz, Greg Abbott, came out and said, "No, we're for this guy." This was the drastic change, and this was, I think, a change uh, for the Republican Party in general. Is what happened here that that uh, there was so much broad support uh, for someone who was elected six years ago to a local city council. Uh, Dr. Shafi endured anti-Muslim campaigns running for local office, was re-elected, uh, showed himself to be a popular conservative, and they had all met Dr. Shafi and worked with him, and they believe him to be a, a fiscal conservative who should have a place in the Republican Party. Uh, so he gained widespread support. And, uh, the, the, uh, the efforts uh, of, of a few people to raise suspicion uh, didn't pan out this time. It's really a new day. You wonder if at any point Dr. Shafi said to himself, you know, they don't want me, I don't want them. Dr. Shafi has said over and over that he is a conservative and other Muslim professionals, a large community here in Dallas-Fort Worth, a medical community, professional community, scientific community, business community, want to be Republicans. Dr. Shafi was considered, uh, everyone was looking to Dr. Shafi to see if the Republican Party would accept him. He's a social conservative. He's a fiscal conservative. He came to them and said, I want to be a Republican. Will you let me? And they made him a vice chair of the county party. That is Bud Kennedy, columnist for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Sing a song 
full of the faith that our dark past has taught us. My humanity is bound up in yours, for we can only be human together. Desmond Tutu. We may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. Maya Angelou. I know it seems hard sometimes, but through every dark night, there's a bright day that follows. So poke your chest out, keep your head up, and handle things. Tupac Shakur. Let us march on till victory is won. He wants an opportunity to at least tell the truth about what it was like working for a man in the private sector who lies, acts immorally or abusively, and has no barriers on ethics. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. It's uh, 44 minutes after the hour, uh, 16 minutes before the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. And, uh, you know, because this topic is really, I mean, come on, we can swing right from one topic to another when you're talking about Trump. Uh, so before the break, Vanessa asked Jerome a question. And Vanessa, re-asked the question just in case we have people just joining us. And, Jerome, we want to get your response. I wanted to know what Jerome thought about the president threatening not to send or let FEMA give any more money out to California for fire and send one Puerto Rico. He was threatening to say, don't give them any more money. I can use that money for my wall. What does, Jerome, what do you think about that? Well, I think this, that... I guess he feels like if he creates a state of emergency, which he can do, create a state of emergency. Oh, I'm sorry. He has the ability to create that, but it has to be legit. So they can challenge that in court. But what he wants to do is take the pot of money that they put for emergency management, FEMA stuff, and move it towards building a dog on wall. But the problem is, is that they would have to claim eminent domain on the border, uh, on the land the private land that's owned, and that will take years. So he won't be able to do it. But from him holding up that money, um, I think he's just pretty much trying to create another crisis to make people outraged because he believes that they will pressure the legislature to give them more money if he takes the money away from them. Now, he's stupid, so technically he probably believes in his head somehow that will work. He believes that threat will work. But the threat can't work because the way the law is written, or the way the laws are enforced in this, uh, um, according to the Constitution, is that the legislature holds the purse strings for the department. So let's just say that Congress allocated him $5 billion from, for the wall, right? The, the Congress can actually say, we're going to give it to you $1,000 at a time. <laughs> like, they could actually do that. So they could they could do that. He's stupid enough to not know that they get that increment, incrementally allocate how much money. He doesn't control the money, even though they would probably approve it. Through those committees, they, um, they allocate the disbursement of it. So if he takes money from the, the natural disaster money in an emergency, then technically he's going to be in court, and they should probably impeach him for that. Because that's a whole separate impeachment charge. You you can't you're not you can't do it, right? They move money all the time. Like he can conceivably 
the Pentagon or the Defense Department gets a blank check. So all of that money that sits in there, he can move that someplace else because they don't have that money allocated to something specific. It just goes to defense. When they allocate money to specific things, fire, disasters, floods, whatever, natural disasters, that's not a natural disaster, so they can challenge him in court on it. He's just being stupid and probably needs to be impeached. Well, I mean, uh, duh. <laughs> that's an understatement, right? So, uh so, so, so now this week, uh, the New York Times put out a story, Mr. Elias, saying that the that the FBI, after the Comey firing, that the FBI was so concerned with all the information that they had about this guy as a candidate, now some of his actions as a president, they opened up a probe to investigate the president of the United States as working for a foreign entity. Let me repeat that. The president of the United States, the FBI, opened an inquiry about this. And remember that whole hoopla when uh, when uh, Rod Rosenstein was talking about wearing a wire and he said, oh, I was joking? Now they put mm-hmm. it in perspective because one of the reasons why Rob Rosenstein made, made say, look, I would wear a wire if you want me to is because – they were looking at him because, remember, he's the one that his letter is what provided the cover, quote-unquote, to allow the president to fire James Comey. Can you believe this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Can you it believe doesn't it? shock me. Yeah, I believe it, and it doesn't shock me at all. It does not shock me at all. The like president I said, of the United States of America is being investigated by the FBI as working as a citizen, as a, a conspirator, or whatever you want to, whatever words you want to use, as an agent for a freaking foreign government. I, 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 wow, I, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if they didn't. I would really be shocked if they didn't. Especially after he stood in Helsinki and stood right next to Putin, <laughs> and he said. I don't have no reason. To, I don't see why Mr. Putin would lie. Seventeen of your intelligence communities are telling you this dude had the election. He's responsible. And even when he got back, he said I, I, it, it could have been China too. It could have been. But you never, you you won't, you won't acknowledge Russia. You will not, you won't go against Russia. So I would be shocked if they wasn't, if they did not do it. I would be really shocked if they didn't, if they weren't going to investigate him for being a Russian rapper. I would be shocked. I would. What about you, Vanessa? Well, you know, I've got concerned. So if I got concerned when he stood there and said, Russia, or if y'all are listening, can y'all find them those emails that Hillary got rid of? I mean, can y'all do this? I mean, I was concerned then, so you know the FBI had radars going off. When he was doing that And so for him to let Putin get away with everything you can think of And the Turkish government And the Arabia people He let everybody out the country Get away with every single thing you can think of And that is because he owes them He owes them When they were bailing him out Because he was filing bankruptcy everywhere They are the ones who bailed him out That's why he stood there and said Yeah, they bought properties from me And hotels from me He said that one time But then on another time he said I don't have nothing to do with Russia I don't have any business with Russia So you know what? He forgets his own lies 
But if you tell the truth, it ain't nothing to remember. But because he lies so much, he just cannot remember them. So everything that's coming out of his mouth, like I fired Comey because of Russia. Radar, radar. So, you know, if we catch it and we're regular people, child, the FBI been all over this from the beginning. That's just my thoughts, though. You know, Jerome, uh, with uh, with uh, with his uh, former attorney scheduled to testify publicly uh, about exactly what Donald Trump did, you know, what he knows about uh, Donald Trump. Do you think that's going to change anything with this guy? Because you know, you know, he got elected a few days after he was heard on a Hollywood Access bus talking about grabbing women by the coochies. So uh, do you think that this is going to make a difference with this guy? Do you think that this Teflon Don thing that he has going on, do you think that this will put or have any chinks in the armor when it comes to this man? No, I, I think is I think we're kind of looking at this wrong. It is worse than you can imagine, right? So, Oh, we don't, the, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking at anything wrong. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I, me, this guy is like, an idiot. Because, you know, the media is yeah. at fault for this. Right on how they've been covered. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. what they do is they try to treat him like under um, under this guise of normalcy. Right. Oh, that's this is outrageous, but he got this right. This is outrageous, but he got that right. Like they keep trying to trying to make us feel like he's normalizing something, which is very blaringly obvious to everybody that he's Putin's girlfriend. Like, no matter what they say, they should be insulting him from day one about him being Putin's girlfriend. Because right now, here's what we know. We know Michael Flynn tried to create a back channel to Russia before they even got in the White House. We know that Jared uh, so Kushner, did Kushner. Yep, we know that Kushner tried to get a back channel to Russia. And we also know that, um, you know, Ivanka and her uh, works with getting her patents in China, we know that they've had some backdoor conversations outside of that saying, oh, she works for it, but she's just an advisor and she's still doing her business. We know that they are wound up with Saudi Arabia, China, and Russia. We know that for a fact. And then once he started making U.S. policy reflect his own personal interest by saying, um, I think it was this past, well, I think it was the 19th when they lifted sanctions on a particular oligarch who actually, yeah. who, who um, I guess it's uh, Manafort owes money. And right. the Treasury lifted sanctions on him, didn't tell anybody. So the, the Congress has 30 days to bring him in for a hearing before it all goes away. So they did that just before they took break. They did it on a Friday, and they lifted sanctions on a Russian oligarch, one of Putin's boys. Yep. Sure and so, so are you uh, like there is no way there is no way that you can tell me the FBI wasn't all over this because they see stuff that we don't see because if it's blatantly obvious in the news they got them dead to right and that is the problem because now now that the New York Times did that story now people are now looking over there but weren't we talking about all of this stuff from before yeah like how stupid can you be on, on mainstream media or as an editor or even as a as a um as a person who puts together news to not even say this 
So that's why they're all complicit with Mitch McConnell. Because by the time the stuff drops, Mitch McConnell, we'll, we're going to say stuff like, even, Ma, even Romney and Mitch McConnell can't defend them. It's like, man, them fools were in this together. Mm. So we can't let none of them off the hook because this is so doggone obvious. You this know? is we, obvious. We, and, yep. and, and this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it Basically, it was pretty much him wanting that in everybody's place that he can do what he wants, and that is just the arrogance of people, right? So it's like him with the border wall. He's distracting, but the, the stuff that Mueller is doing, extending the jury or the grand jury for another six months, all of that other stuff, Rod Rosenstein saying, oh, he's leaving, they, they feel relieved from that. But what they don't know is that they might be wrapping up the charges against Trump in particular. So even if they fire Rob Rosenstein right now, that will just be another log on the fire for his obstruction. See, they might already have him dead to right. I think they're playing him, and they're massively playing him through the news because the media is not putting this stuff together fast enough because they don't want to see it. And again, it goes to the bigger concept of, of white supremacy because now we're dealing with media organizations being complicit unless it slaps them in the face. Because when you look at how people report news or you look at how they deal with the black community in particular, you can see policemen shoot black people all over the country, and that's on the back burner. But you watch somebody have an uh, opioid overdose, and it's like now this is a national crisis, right? They, they take their priorities right. upon their own personal interests, and that's a, that's a problem. So the network giving Trump airtime, for example, when they refused to give Obama um, airtime on, in 2014 for his immigration speech, that is them yep. being complicit to Donald Trump. How can any of us... Anybody listening to the sound, of my, the, the sound of my voice as black people, how can we trust anything that they say when we know that they said to, said to President Obama, oh, that's overly political, but what he just said on national TV wasn't? Hmm. That was worse. He was doing racist, overtly political stuff to, to, to um, people coming across the border, but they didn't say anything about that. So we have some social you know to do as well. But you know what about that, though, man? And it's interesting you bring that up. It's the fact that, um, you know, he, they were stuck with – now that because of the monster that they created, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place because had they not covered it, guess what? They would have said, oh, that's the liberal media. That's the, you know, that's the liberal media. I mean, so they created this monster. But they can say what they want. They're scared of their own people. So what? You know, I, I deal with politics where I watch politicians every four years in a mayor's race talk about having a, having a curfew in the black community. Because when they say curfew, they don't say in the black community, but they'll be only enforcing it for black folks. So I would make the comment all the time, you realize that kids work at the grocery stores and stuff. Should they be ducking the police on their way home from work, depending on what shift they have? Should I duck the police if... I play a sport, and we have a night game that started at 8 o'clock at another school, and they drop us back off at the school at 10 after our game's over. Should I be running from the police? They can't see anything outside of their own community, right? Mm. And the problem with that is that when we start um, making policies based upon our own biases, then technically you become a part of the problem. You become a part of the system that's oppressing everybody else. 
So we need to not let them off the hook for that. Just because they don't, just because they don't want to see it, don't mean that they can't see it. We watch Mitch McConnell do what he did to President Obama, go um, dang near two years without putting a Supreme Court justice in there, and then that fool comes out and says something like, "He's president yes. and he was elected, so we should not hold back the agenda." So the Democrats are wrong. So media turns on the Democrats and be like, "It's Nancy Pelosi shut down. It is Mitch McConnell shut down." And Donald yes, Trump. it is. Yes. Because we're yes. easily distracted because of them nuts. He won't even bring it to the floor. Okay. No, he won't. Uh, he won't even bring it to the floor. And uh, this is uh, this is nonsense. All right, uh, all right. Listen, uh, coming up next, um, a story that um, um, as a uh, father of, uh, of of girls uh, was very alarming for me and. Um, and this, you know, it's going to be a, a difficult segment for me to, to to have a conversation about. It's uh, top of the hour three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Hope you guys are having a great Sunday morning, no matter where you are, where you're listening to the show, or whenever you're listening to the show, whether you're listening to the show live or. Show uh, in archives, or if you're listening on your device, we just hope that you are here, being a part of what we do. We appreciate you, and uh, you know we can't tell you how much. All right, all right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, the Pie Piper of uh, R&B, Star Kelly. We'll be right back after this. You listen to the serious side.
You mentioned Marvin Sapp and that 2017 album, Close, has a track that he worked on with R. Kelly. Marvin Sapp is a bishop, isn't he? Not just a recording artist. He is. So, And that makes it even more dangerous, right? Because when people critique Marvin Sapp for not only doing the record, but intentionally keeping the record on his album, he said, you know, I would rather pray for him rather than condemn him. And, and then went on to make a broader statement that God has used flawed men in the Bible, citing Noah and Moses, to do great things and great work. And while that's true, there's a difference between Noah and Moses and a pedophile, right? So we have to be very clear that when we decide to cloak a lack of accountability in God's speak, what does that signal for our broader congregations every single day? Uh, it's a call number. You're listening to the serious side, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Of course, it's uh, time to say hello to our folks. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Mrs. Vanessa May Belly from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. Happy Sunday to everybody. Happy, uh, happy first Sunday to you as well. Uh, to the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jarvis Freeman. Good morning. How are you, sir? Okay, hey, well, good morning. I'm good, man. Happy How are you? Happy Sunday to you, too. How about that? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? Uh, Mr. Elias, man, what's going on, man? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And happy, blessed Sunday to you, Vanessa, as well. Thank you. Say good morning to, uh, hopefully, Miss Kathleen Williams. If she's listening, I hope she's feeling better. Uh, her, she's still under the weather, so... Uh, Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning to Miss uh, uh, Monique. What's going on, Monique? What's going on, Momo BZ and the Easy? I'm talking about Momo B, not Momo G, but good morning to her as well. Uh, good morning to Lita. Good morning to who else? Mr. Elias in the chat room. Can we say hi to some folks? Uh, we got guests. We got a guest in there and Easy Riders in there. It's just empty in there. Easy's in the house. Good morning, Easy. How are you? What's up to Mr. Johnny D is in the house as well. Rich sister, good morning to you. She usually she tells people how they can get in contact with the show when the show's not live. Uh, you can just go back and listen to a previous episode and check it out, or you can just Google the TGRS Radio Network or Google the Serious Side. That's S E R I O U S I D E. All one word, uh, right here. I want to say what's up to uh, Marianne Music. What's up to the pastor? What's going on? Made some of the connections. Barry, what's happening to you? Antoine, what's happening to you? Got some of the connections back, so we're slowly but surely trying to rebuild and make those connections. So we appreciate each and every last one of you for spending time with us uh, on a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, This next uh, topic is going to be a very difficult topic for me to discuss uh, as a father of uh, three girls. Um, But last 24 hours, I uh, last 24 hours, um, I watched. From beginning to end, episodes one through six of the Lifetime documentary, uh, Surviving R. Kelly. And I watched the final episode this morning at 3 o'clock. Words can't explain, after watching uh, this documentary, how I feel about this. Our young black girls, we talk about how when you look at in society as a whole, 
you know, African Americans as a whole, you know, we, we're oppressed. We know that uh, people of color don't mean anything. But out of all these people out there, African American women are at the bottom of the total pole. You know, we talked about last week about a show that we did, you know, a year ago about missing black women, how they're not getting the proper airplay, and people are not focusing on um, what's going on with what's going on with our young ladies. And and I don't know who on this show, if anyone has seen this thing. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm I'm here to tell you. That after watching this, Mr. Elias, I feel some type of way about this man, and how is he con- how is he allowed to continue to operate uh, like this? Is just a travesty. Um, it's a travesty, man. Your thoughts, Mr. Elias? Well, wow. you know something, man. This this all started with Aaliyah. You know, yeah. if you really want to really want to. Put it, put it in perspective He married Aaliyah at 15 years old Falsified the records Married her And then you know Moved on like ha 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 I moved on And then after that he had sex with Sparkles Who was at one, of his, one of his artists Had sex with her 14 year old niece And he urinates on her and That's then the after one that's gets, the videotape That's the videotape And then after he gets done with that He's dating a girl in Michigan That's 17 Look, man, anytime if, if anybody's seen the uh the documentary and that, that older that older woman that has that was dealing with R. Kelly as far as uh his his uh mentor, she said she told him back back then, leave the young girls alone, get them a, let them get a chance to progress in their lives. Don't mess their lives up. That should tell you something. This woman has this woman was a mentor to, to all the Chicago greats like Shaka Khan and all, all, of, all the people like that. She was their voice coach, and she was his too. So this man, this man is, is, is a pedophile. He is a pedophile to the highest ranks. Uh, you know, and for all you people that keep supporting him, I don't understand him. I've taken all my mu- all his music off my off my uh, my playlist. I, I don't want, I don't want to listen to him. I don't want to support none he does anymore. Because that, that was just ridiculous. You know, so, so for all you people that say, well, these girls, this and that, he took Aaliyah at 15 years old. And then he took Sparkle's niece at 14 years old. And I, the, the, the thing that really pissed me off in that whole, in that whole deal is the guy that is, the, the girl's niece, the, uh, Sparkle's niece, her father is still planning this guy's band. So it's about money. Yeah. It's about money. That's it. You know, I was reading a lot of posts, Vanessa, about this and looking at the documentary, and it was our people who were there, you know, saying that they're just trying to frame R. Kelly. This is all about trying to get R. Kelly in trouble. That's what this is all about. I love me some R. Kelly. I grew up with his music. And when it's our people. You know, we talk about how folks blindly, blindly follow Trump. When, when Trump is doing these things in public, and we're not, you know, people are still, we say, how can people support him? How can folks support this man? You know, you can say whatever you want to say about Bill Cosby. But the bottom line, in my opinion, if you want to say, well, you just want to look, okay, Bill Cosby is this, Bill Cosby is that. This guy is worse. 
He is a monster. And for people to continue, I'm telling you right now, you will never, ever, ever hear any music of R. Kelly's ever on this on this platform again from us. Never. And I'm looking for his CDs now that I'm going to throw in the trash. This is unbelievable. And he's still doing this to this day. Let me say this to you because you are fired up about this, and I get it. <laughs> Vanessa, I, I have daughters. I know. We don't even listen to R. Kelly's music. And I've got some friends that are in their mid-60s that just love some of his CDs. And I don't even, we don't even buy them. We don't listen to it. That's a no-go in my house. So I, I get what you're saying. But you know what? Our, our kids just don't pay that stuff any attention. They want to hear the music. They don't care about what the man has done because it does not affect them. So I just, I, I didn't even look at his documentary. And as soon as I said that, somebody over here said, oh, we need to download those documentaries. I'm like, okay, you can look at them and tell me about it. But if it upset Jay him, I don't want to look at it because it's going to really piss me off. Vanessa, so I, you, know, I you need, Vanessa, you need to look at them. I, you got to watch this. I, we have to, our young black girls, and this is the reason why no one's, you know, I'm looking at television. There was something last week about R. Kelly. Oh, well, R. Kelly. You know, no one's, you know, where's Joy Reid? Where are these people? These are our young black women that he's, he has these women in freaking imprisoned. Yeah. I, I mean, See, what is, I, what is really wrong with this? Oh, my God. What is wrong with this thing? How can we walk around here with blinders on when it comes to R. Kelly? I just think he's a perverted. I can't, words can't even let me say on my He's way a through, criminal. He is horrible. And I haven't looked at the documentary from what I've heard, the interviews I've seen. He's just a horrible person. But, Jay, one thing you need to remember this. We God is watching him. He don't get him one way or the other. He don't get him. But, but see, but that's just, okay, but, okay, but you know what, Vanessa? You know what? Hey, listen, as a you Christian, I strongly right believe. right now on earth. Well, Vanessa, let, let me, you know, and that's another thing. When we talk about the, 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 when we talk about the Christian community, you know, how black leaders, you know, how, okay, that whole thing with the, with, with the uh, sex tape, they delayed that freaking trial for six years. He was allowed to do, and you know, and the thing is, we, you know, Mr. Elias, you saw it. So you saw how they were talking to, the, you know, the psychiatrists and all these people, how this guy is manipulating these folks. He's allowed to go to church and sing in a choir. Oh, that's R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. I've been saved. Oh, while he's doing this stuff. And then one of the men that they talked to in this interview, he was like, well, we, we kind of knew. You should be in jail, too. We kind of knew. Here's what Who I didn't understand. Who was the man that said he knew? The, one of his ma- one one of his, road his, his freaking his personal, yeah, his personal assistant. Right. What? Yes. Yes. He, he kind of knew. He, he They had an inkling that he was. I was like, wow. Wow. I just The whole deal was just. It, it was. 
the, the, the documentary. You know, some of those women that were of age, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with you mentally that you're going to follow this cat? The the one radio DJ that was on that, she's 33 years old. Oh, my God. Poor, poor, and poor girl. But, but, but Miss Dallas, here's the thing. And 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 I want to get uh, want to get Jerome's comments and, and it looks like uh, open up uh, Momo's mic. Momo's here too. Uh, here's the thing about that. It's like we talk about Trump every like we talk about Trump every week. We talk about how folks are not paying attention. And so I was listening to like like the what is it the the, the uh, one girl uh, Arizona Oriana whatever her name is the, the one teenager the last Asriel. one yeah her. And, and Israel, and, and you listen to her parents. And when I was listening to their, her parents talking about, um, you know, they went to his concert for her husband's birthday, and you know she's a talented singer. I, you know, I got upset with them because they were like, well, uh, you know, they met with him out, you know, backstage, and, and you know, hey, you know, hey, listen, uh, as long as you know one of us is there, you know, we're, we're fine. What? And then when they had the one incident where, you know, there was a problem in our county, so, okay, look, i tell you what we're going to do. She needs to quit school or whatever. You know, the record label, you know, you can sign guardianship over to the record label. There'll be a female with her. You know, as a parent, if you're sitting in a room negotiating with someone about this, don't you think it's time for you to get up and walk out? Well, we're okay as long as somebody of consent is with her. What? Jay, somebody posted that Elvis Presley did it. That that, that Priscilla was like. She was fourteen. Yeah. What, what, she was 14. what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with our young black women? The nobody saying it. I was reading some. I was reading some text. I was reading some of the kind of white people. Well, you know, um, uh, well they were dressing uh, a certain way. What the hell are you talking about? Um. I want to. I don't know if Jerome has any input. I know Jerome. These are touchy topics for you. If you have something you want to add, by all means, you can. Yeah, you, I uh, mean, because like blowing up, so well, I'm like shutting up. Okay. <laughs> this is no, no. not even funny to me. That, this, this, not, this is not a laughing matter. What this man is doing to these girls? They they can't even see their parents. So, nope. All right. So so from from my point, because mine is always going to be a little harsh. The reason I don't like these topics is because. Um, you know, there, there's a couple of things going, right? And so we can do the, the, um, you know, the, uh, Elvis Presley, um, whatever that guy's name, uh, Woody Allen kind of stuff. But let me tell you this. Jerry Lewis? I was a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of the boondocks. And so I think we. Yeah, I they mean, took it there, didn't they? If you put a show on TV mocking the fact that people are sitting around dancing while R. Kelly is doing this, this is not something that was unknown in the black community generally. But I am not about to sit here and blame nobody's parents for this either. I didn't watch none of that stuff either, right? But I can tell you two things. Um, I did watch Damon Dash or read an interview with him, or I watched an interview with him, where Dame Dash, who was who was engaged to Aaliyah, Aaliyah, yeah, said that, you know, she said that he was a monster, and I I think he raped her or something. But whatever, and I'm not blowing that off. I'm saying Dame Dash said, as a man, I she didn't want to talk about it, and I didn't because if I knew, I was gonna to have to handle it, right? 
that's kind of how I am with with life generally. So with with our Kelly in this situation, it, it is one of those things where the music business does this all the time, right? So Usher, I think um, Puffy um, had Usher. I think he was 14. I think his parents kind of signed him over. I actually. I'm not sure if I should be revealing this, but a friend of mine who was a producer was in the studio with R. Kelly and Aaliyah when um, Aaliyah's parents served him with papers to keep him a restraining order against him to keep him away from Aaliyah. He was actually there. He told me this years ago. And he said, I was trying to figure out what was going on, but he said it was weird because they came in there and served him. And the, the thing was to make sure that he stayed away from her um, or, or had people around him when she was in the room. So don't, don't blame the parents because if you don't know what's going on behind the scenes in that, it makes it seem like that they're just turning them over to him. And so it's, it's a little bit more complicated just because I knew that stuff behind the scenes. But at the same time, um, I, I was always curious about people's love for R. Kelly, and even, I mean, he's a good songwriter and all that good stuff, but it always kind of amazed me for that, and this Lifetime movie didn't make me hate him anymore or like him anymore. I didn't watch it, but I, I didn't like him because I knew all that stuff was going on, and we do need to deal with stuff like this when it happens in the community, but at the same time, you know that it, that is common in the music business that people underage are actually being mentored by people. All of them are not pedophiles and all of that other stuff, you know, but um, we need to kind of acknowledge that that's not abnormal, that that people at young ages go into the go to the music business. We need to protect them. And I do have an issue with anybody um, abusing women, though, so I don't want to – don't make me curse out about that stuff, but just generally – Well, here, here, here. All right, well, let me say this because, you know, I want to make sure I address this because here's the situation. Momo B, I'm going to definitely let you in after this, I promise you, sweetie. Here's the issue, and this is why I said I'm looking at the parents cross-eyed. Because the parents during the documentary, you listen to them talk, they said, we heard some things, we kind of felt some things, and we didn't feel right. So there was an incident that happened where they didn't feel right about it. They said, oh, my God, you know, because here's the incident. So... They told R. Kelly after a concert, okay, you want to move forward, bloom, bloom, bloom. She is not to, you know, uh, you know, meet you without us, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, they get a call. She's at the hotel by herself meeting R. Kelly. And her mama went berserk and went up to the hotel. Father left work immediately, went up there. And so all of a sudden they get there. Now, you told them her not to do this. First thing he does, he meets her by herself at the hotel room. And they trying to pull her out, and, and they trying to pull her back in. And so, and then you're going to still make an agreement with this man? That's where my issue is. If, if your bells went off, as parents, it is our responsibility to protect our children. And when you, if you get this sick sense in your stomach that something's not right, and you're going to continue to go down that avenue for fame and fortune, shame on you. It was uh, not Momo that. B, it, come on in here, Momo. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that. That girl was fighting them at every, 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 their daughter was fighting them. Mr. L.E.S., I understand that. I'm telling you that when she called the parent and told the parents that she was at the hotel room with Art, meeting Art Kelly, and they left work immediately. 
and they went out right. there, and first they can right. find them, and then, you know, that's what I'm talking about. That incident alone yeah. should have shut all that sh- and they, they and they tried to shut it down, Jay. They, if you listen to them, they tried to shut it down, but the daughter was... They the made... Was she threatened... Oh, well, she threatened... You know what? Uh, Momo B, come on in, Momo. Uh, come on in, Momo B. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Woo! <laughs> when I tell you that this whole R. Kelly thing has got me heated and turned up, it has got me heated and turned up on so many different levels. One thing I would like to address is, I feel you when you say, when you talk about the parents, I do, I do, because I think, I I wholeheartedly believe that most of them sold their daughter, it's all about money, they was looking at money, they were thinking about money, they was wanting the money, and that's all that got to do it, money, that's it, if R. Kelly was the regular Joe Schmo on the street, their daughter wouldn't be nowhere but home, we all know that, so that's how that goes with regards to the parents. But what I want to address are people who support him, who take up for him, not because they really like him, like him, just because they thinking, oh, everybody's on the bandwagon against another rich black guy. That don't look right. Why everybody doing this, doing that, and the third? What is wrong with you? Oh, we all knew that R. Kelly was a monster 20 years ago. Nobody was saying nothing. Then I don't like people who talk like that. You're ignorant. And the reason why you're ignorant, because, yes, we heard allegations way back then. We did. But things were different then. And when I say things were different, I mean that. Back then in the day when R. Kelly was booming and everybody listened to his music and he was doing the same nasty stuff that he's doing now, we didn't know. Yeah, we knew. We heard that he married Aaliyah. And we heard that she was underage. And we may have known, like, yeah, that's a little girl. Just look at her. She's little. Or whatever. <clears throat> My thing is, I never watched the news. I didn't watch it at all. I had things to do after I got off of work. The news came on three times a day. Morning, didn't watch it. Afternoon, I was working. Evening, I was doing what I was doing. Nighttime, I was still doing what I was doing. I don't watch the news. That's when that stuff was on the news. Oh, R. Kelly this, R. Kelly that, R. Kelly that. After R. Kelly paid these people, they shut up. You didn't hear nothing more about it. Now, years later, R. Kelly's still doing what he's doing, still doing what he's doing. Lifetime puts out this documentary. Everybody sees it. My daughter, my nieces, they don't really rock with R. Kelly. They didn't grow up with him. They don't really rock with him like that. So they've seen this whole thing. Everybody's on social media talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And people are saying, oh, everybody's on the bandwagon because he was doing that before. I don't give a damn when he started doing it. If everybody's talking about it now and we got all this proof and we got all these people talking and people that he's done molested and kidnapped and tied up and held there and drugged and all this stuff and they talking, everybody should be talking about it. And nobody should be saying, oh, everybody's on the bandwagon. You don't sound like a fool. This person is doing bad stuff to black girls, and you think we supposed to be quiet just because we was quiet 20 years ago? We supposed to remain quiet? That's what you trying to say? We supposed to still stay stupid because we were stupid back then? That don't make no sense. Whenever, whenever a pedophile gets busted, that's the time he gets busted. Everybody has a time. Their time is going to come. His time is now. Yeah, he's been doing it for years, but his time is now. So let's just rally up, get his butt in jail where he needs to be, and that's it. Don't talk about Elvis Presley. He's dead. Don't talk about Michael Jackson. He's dead. Stop bringing up all these dead people. Let's deal with this mother sucker right now. How about that? 
you know, and Mama B, and, 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 and I can hear it in your voice because you are a mother of a daughter. And for this guy to continue to operate, this is, you know, it reminds me, I was watching the documentary, and we're talking to some of these, you know, radio hosts and things of that nature, and they were saying, you know, it's amazing. John Legend, you know, God bless him. He said, hey, his time is up. Radio personalities from the Breakfast Club, you know, for this to happen to our young black girls and for our community not to surround them, it takes a village to raise a child. For us not to be alarmed and outraged is 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 almost it's 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 hypocritical at so many different levels. And he said, and this is something that I believe wholeheartedly with my heart. He said, if R. Kelly was doing this to white girls, they would have ran his ass in jail long, a long time ago. And it goes back to that scene of in the time to kill Mr. Elias, when at the end he told that story about the young girl being beat up, and all of a sudden they changed and said, imagine if she was white. It reminds me of the same thing. We have to stop sitting by idly and let people, no matter what color they are, do this to our young girls. Mm-hmm. This is unbelievable that this man is operating. He is free. How is he walking this earth free? What he's doing to these girls? Because he's call me like daddy. Him. He's putting these women up. He's he is physically abusing these women. In his studio in Chicago, there were buckets in the corner for women. They they had to ask permission to eat. If they were bad, they got slapped, and he didn't feed them for three days. What the hell is wrong with this stuff? Jay, if they sit are, back idly and don't say not. anything. Because they're not being held against some of these women are not being held against their will. If you look at that radio, Jay, if you looked at the radio show host, she when when she even when she got away, she cried and she said if he'd have picked up that phone, I'd have went back to him. She was thirty three years but, old. But that's the point. That is the point, Mr. Elias. There's so much writing out there about how you can mentally just beat somebody down, victims of abuse. Where 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 is the intervention? Where are the professionals? You know, I was re- I read something this morning actually, which you know, during the documentary, if you watch the documentary, you, you know, uh, the, what's the last girl, Mister Elias? What's her name? Asriel. Okay, her parents. And, and, and folks, if you watch this, your heart's gonna drop. I started crying like a baby. Her parents is outside of his studio throwing rocks, trying to get their girl to come to the door, trying to get, they called the police twice. She said, I'm not going, I'm going to be here all night until I find out what's going on with my daughter. And the police, well, we can't go in. If it's a health and welfare inspection, we can't go in um, or whatever the case may be. And then they talked to one of his former employers. He has friends on the police force that told him that, hey, the cops are coming. You better be ready. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this is beyond belief and girls, that this man is allowed to operate back. this way. There were girls that kept going back to him. Yes, they were. Yes. But so what? That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean he wasn't doing anything wrong. That happens all the time. Domestic violence, domestic abuse in families. Women leave all the time and go back. They don't know any better. They don't know. They don't know. So you can't blame the victim. He's still doing something wrong. He still needs to be in jail. I don't care. Let's see, they keep going back. They can't go visit him in jail. I tell you that. He won't be locking nobody up while he's locked up. I tell you that. And that's where he needs to be. 
point blank, period. Stop blaming victims. Stop comparing him to other people. Stop saying, oh, well, you need to talk about Trump doing this and Trump doing that. Trump need to be in jail, too. You know, yeah, yeah, so, and what's that got to do with what you talking about right now? We talking about R. Kelly, talking about R. Kelly. Stop, stop making excuses and blowing smoke. Stop doing that. Stop saying, oh, y'all need to wake up because they're just trying to get rid of all the black rich people. What are you talking about? That's why I can't talk about things like this because I get too angry. I do because this, I don't like when people come to the table ready to talk about something and they just keep throwing stuff out there, throwing stuff. We're not playing chess. Stop doing that. You don't even know. So if we talk about Arcelia, let's talk about Arcelia. If we talk about this, that, that, let's talk about it. Don't talk about, oh, the girls knew better, the girls shouldn't be out there, the girls are sass, this, that, and the third. Stop doing that. Stop blaming the victims for what this grown man is doing. He know exactly what he's doing, and you're just backing him up just so you can prove some kind of point, which is invalid. He is a predator. He seeks out and destroys. You saw how he used to hang out in high school? 27-year-old hanging out in a damn high school parking lot. What are you doing here? Go home. Do something. Write a song or something. Why are you in a high school parking lot and you graduated 10 years ago? Tell me that. You ain't got no kids here. Yeah. You know, I tell you, we're going to have to cut it. Uh, But, uh, you know. I mean, the last victim, Miss Elliott, not the one, the one girl, but the one girl who was a diehard fan of his. And she went to the courthouse every day because she couldn't believe that this was R. Kelly and this guy. You know, this guy right after now he got out the, the fourteen. No, no, he, Mr. Elliott, he's in court about to yep. face. He's facing charges. He is stalking little girls while he's going to court. Yep. And then, so a year later, he sends for her to come. And what he did to her was just, I mean, this is unbelievable. And for him not to be locked up and thrown away. She was 17 years just old. thrown the away. Time. 17 and years old. And the sad thing about it, the sad thing about it is anybody could fall for it. Anybody. My kid, too. My daughter could fall for it. He's cute. He's nice looking. He's rich. If he came up to her right now and started talking his good stuff, she might fall for it, too. That's what's so sad about it. Anybody that's the, that's that the scary too. part. That's the scary part. So uh, watch the documentary, folks. We got to get out of here because we have to get to control. But watch the documentary. Uh, it's you got to watch it. Watch it. I, like I tell you to go see the, the hate you give, folks. There are times when our community need to rally around folks. And you know, by now watching and saying, you know, if you don't want to watch it, that's your business. It's a free country. You can do what you want, but you need to. You need to watch this and see what type of emotional and psychological effect that this has had on these females. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unbelievable. We're going to step out. NPR News break uh, coming up. Chatterbox. Uh, you listen to the serious side. Wow. Thanks, Momo. More than a thousand people marched through downtown Brussels this weekend in protest of Belgium's migration policies. Terry Schultz reports the march comes less than a month after the Belgian prime minister resigned amid government disarray over the issue. More than 60 organizations called on citizens to come into the streets to support liberalizing Belgian policies toward undocumented migrants and those who help them. As one example, the recent acquittal of charges of human trafficking against people who offer migrants a place to sleep is expected to face appeal by Belgian state prosecutors hoping to stop the practice. Last month, Belgian Prime Minister Charles Michel quit when his government coalition collapsed over his support for the United Nations New Migration Pact, a non-binding agreement that pledges more humanitarian treatment of all those seeking asylum and a better life. 
Michelle is staying in his post through May elections now in a caretaker role. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Brussels. Italy is sending an aircraft to Bolivia to pick up the fugitive leftist militant Cesare Battisti after he was captured nearly three decades after he was convicted of murder. He escaped from an Italian prison in 1981 while awaiting trial on four counts of murder when he was a member of a group called the Armed Proletarians for Communism. He was convicted in absentia in 1990. He has denied killing anyone. State media in China say officials are investigating the cause of a deadly roof collapse in a coal mine. 66 miners reported rescued after the collapse, but 21 others were killed. The mine is located in the heart of northern China's coal mining belt. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our call-in number. It's time for chat box. Follow us also from the chat room and uh, from social media. Mr. Elias, do you have anything? Yes, we got uh, Easy and Momo. On the R. Kelly thing, Easy said, I watched it last week on Real. R. Kelly will get his due. Momo B. said he's going to jail real soon. They canceled the concert last week. He said it was a security risk and he wouldn't give, it, wouldn't give him a permit. He said, and Momo B says, ignorance don't know no color. It it it, it will show up in all races. And and um, that uh and then uh he said that whole crew should be arrested, locked up, and prisoners and prisoners deal with him. And then uh, I don't know what this is, but go ahead. Uh, Miss Terry's actually weighed in, and Miss Terry said. Uh, uh, right, if you don't feel good about it, don't put your child in that position. Um, she talked about, uh, you know, she looked at the documentary because she has a child. She says, R. Kelly is the worst, and people in Chicago knew how he was for years. Marianne Music's checked in. She says, I'm in tears. Thank you for talking about this, watching the documentary now. The pastor's checked in as well. The pastor is saying anyone of faith-based community should, uh, hold on, anyone in the faith-based community should denounced this man immediately he is a monster and there's no place for him or people like that stop using the bible as a way to justify your money hungry you know money your ability to want make money off his name stop this nonsense now good stuff uh rachel i'm a mother of a 14 year old daughter and i am offended by what I saw on the documentary. Thank you for bringing this up. A lot more, just can't get them all, get into them all this morning. Uh, uh, but I, I, we we need to talk about this. We need to continue to have this on the forefront. We cannot continue to turn a blind eye uh, to what's going on with this man. And on this, on that note, wow. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me what you want me to do. All right, it's time for my favorite part of the show on a need to know basis with Mr. Jerome Spree. I got think I got some comments from Johnny D. We'll read those as well. So what you got for me this morning, Jerome? I didn't know if he was on mute. Hey, now, okay, so, you know, I usually start Black History Month early, but I'm not going to start that off until Martin Luther King's birthday is coming up. We'll have to, we'll have to do those, um, those stories next week. Now, the world's oceans 
are rising in temperature faster than previously believed. Now, they, as they absorb most of the world's growing climate change emissions, the scientists are saying that now they're accelerating. You want to, yeah. uh, you want to um, um, do a national emergency, do that one. Yeah, because they, the they said that, yeah, it's going to cause us to have real bad weather now because of yep. it. Yep. Now, uh, 7 million Americans have the flu. Is a, uh, 19 states and New York City has been hit hard, but it is much less deadlier than last year is what the CDC is saying for their new first report of the season. Experts say the promising news is that the flu shot appears to be much more effective at feeding, feeding, sending off infection this year, so they urge as many people to get it as possible. I'm, this I'm like sorry. A story just to get the flu shot? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, 7 million people have it, and they're like, it's not as bad as it was last year, so get the flu shot. Mm-mm. I'm not I sure that that makes sense, right? No, I, I got the flu shot, man. Made me sick. I was, nope, I won't do that again. No. Yep, I know. I know. It's go, it, it will make you sick. You could have a bad reaction to it. Not, mm-hmm. We're not telling anybody not to get it, but we're just saying not to get it. <laughs> we're not going to get it. All right. Trump's new AG, AG pick is Friends of Mueller. So they said that uh, he had, Trump had obviously no indication that he was going to tell um or or the new pick had no um indication that he was going to tell bob muller um what to do or how to do it is what he said is what the the guy graham said but graham said as trump's pick to run the justice department um that he's i guess i guess his what's his name bar yeah he, might, he worked together with uh, yeah. Barr and Mueller worked together when Barr was his Bush's attorney general between 1991 and 93, and Mueller oversaw the department's criminal division. Um, so the two men they said was be- best friends and known each other for 20 years. Their wives att- attend Bible study together, and Mueller attended the wedding of Barr's daughters. Now I'm not falling for this, right? Because that guy actually pardoned all of yes. Bush's people. Yes, for the Iran Contra. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you're right. right. I'm not falling for that either. So he he pardoned Reagan's people, and then and he pardoned them when they started impl- implicating Bush when Bush was president. They knew where the investigation was going, so Bush stopped it because Bush was implicated in it as well for the Iran Contra. Mm. Yeah. 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 So so when. So even in having these news stories, I keep saying we look at stuff and we don't look at how generationally you can go through so many people and they will still cover for the people who they knew was wrong before. So, um, you know, Steve King, the con- Congressman Steve King, said that I'm a, I'm a simple racist uh, ass. <laughs> I'm a, simply a nationalist. Mm-hmm. And he rejects the evil ideology of white supremacy after the Republicans turned to him and asked, uh, when he asked when white supremacy and white nationalism became offensive. So he's an <laughs> Iowa Republican, a Republican congressman, 
He issued a statement rejecting white nationalism on Thursday after facing pressure from both inside and outside of his conference. Uh, He's the outside of his conference. The only one black Republican senator is the person who's leading the front of this, calling him racist. But ain't nobody supporting the black guy. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. It's like, uh, we understand that you hurt uh, Senator Scott, but yeah, he's a bad man. Stop saying that you, stop saying that you're a white nationalist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, wow. um, a, man, a Manhattan judge ruled Wednesday that there was nothing outrageous about throwing out a Trump supporter out of a bar because the law doesn't protect against political discrimination. So anyone who supports Trump or believes in what he believes in is not welcome here is what the owner said. And you need to leave right now because we won't serve you. So this guy uh, in Philadelphia, he was an accountant, claimed that the staff of the happiest hour on uh, West 10th Street in New York City told him and his friends to leave. Um, Well, what he said, they told him to leave and um, they complained about the rude service that they were getting from the bartender. So he sued them in Manhattan Supreme Court, claiming that the incident offended his sense of being an American. So the bar's <laughs> lawyer pointed out that only religion and not political beliefs are protected under the state and city discrimination laws. And supporting <laughs> Trump is not a religion. <laughs> well, it, it, it could be in some, in some instances. It, 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 right. It's like a cult. It's like a cult. Like a cult. Hey, and then he t- they tried to change it. His attorney tried to change it and said, oh, they were supporting 9-11, so make America great again was them supporting 9-11. They tried to change that in court, and the judge didn't fall for it. <laughs> it was like, get out of here. Get out of here. That's what he said. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so a Coast Guard officer assigned to Hurricane Response Team was reprimanded when he flashed up white supremacy sign doing um, MSNBC's broadcast uh, on October 5th. The Coast Guard, uh, yeah, so they said a letter of reprimand was issued and the Coast Guard officer's actions three weeks prior showed the lack of maturity and inability to understand the gravity of the weather disaster. Now, they didn't say he was fired. They just said he was reprimanded. He just got a letter. He got a letter. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it no more, dude. Exactly. Because white supremacy and race, if it was black people, hey, you get fired right on the spot. They gave him a reprimand, which means he probably got um, a day off. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie The Bird Box, but a Utah teenager attempted a viral media (laughs) challenge based on Netflix hit The Bird Box. She blindfolded herself while she was driving down the street in Utah. Yes. Yes. She decided to cover her eyes with a beanie and participate in the so-called bird box challenge, immediately lost control of her gray truck, and she hit, um, she crossed over into oncoming traffic and crashed into a light pole. Okay, you got to be some kind of special stupid to actually believe that that challenge is, it's good to be blind and drive a car. Or walk around. Like, I don't know what was on their mind. But anyway, all right. In South Africa, health officials advertised for more than 100 new doctors, but white people were told not to apply. So the health department said that they're expanding their 
uh, register a program in 2019 from um, 314 people to 414, but they want to fill the, the post with only black candidates. Okay. Now, this, is, this is South Africa, so I just want to say this. Wow. When people say discrimination and we shouldn't go for that and we shouldn't go, it is South Africa. It's primarily black people there. So say what they say. Say what you need to say about them course correcting, but I think they need to correct it. All right, so the NFL dropped their appeal over the dementia claims in a $1 billion concussion settlement. So it allows affected players to seek up to $3 million apiece. So say that. Say what you want about the NFL, but they abruptly dropped their plan to challenge the approve um, the, uh, the settlement. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow. So you know, uh, players, lawyers accused uh, accused the NFL of trying to rewrite the settlement, but apparently they did drop it. So three million dollars a piece, they should be able to do that. Now, um, Serena Williams speaks out about why she and Venus have never been afraid to be black in tennis and have always been unapologetically themselves as they show off their athletic figures on the cover of Allure magazine. Um, Serena appeared on the cover for the latest issue and spoke about how she and her sister found confidence from their mother. So if you want to pick that up, pick it up. But Serena is now speaking about being black. I don't think they ever shied away from it, but I never really hear Venus or Serena go off in that kind of way. No, I haven't either. Yeah. So, um, you know, supporting the girl star Regina Hall has accepted her award for the best actress in the New York um, film critic circle, making her the first African-American to receive that honor in their 83-year history. It's the New York Film Critic Circle Award. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether to congratulate her or say forget them. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how to, how to take that. Now, uh, DNA now, do pioneer. Both. <laughs> you said do both. Yeah, do <laughs> both. Now, DNA pioneer James Watson, ninety, is stripped of his honorary titles after he doubled down on his views that genes cause the difference between black people and white people's IQ on tests. <laughs> so, this guy once shared the Nobel Prize in 1962 for discovering the DNA uh, was a double helix, and uh, now he's still saying that our DNA determines what our IQ is. They still selling that? Wow. <laughs> Good okay. Lord. Wow. For the record, my Mensa score is with Einstein's, by the way. So that is a white aptitude test, and I don't put no stock in it. And my Mensa score is really high. So he's saying that it's our DNA that determines that. I think it's because y'all make the test, so technically it's a white aptitude test. But I'm not saying that because my score was low. My score was actually in the top uh, 10% or 5 percentile. All right. So schools ask permission of rich kids not to let them wear. I don't, I don't know what this is, but it's a $350 Montclair beanies because students can lose them and, and uh, can't let uh, focus on their studies. So apparently administrators. Okay, whatever. <laughs> 
dollars for a for a, for a hat, man? Really? Yes, at a wow. middle school. Wow. At a middle school. This is not wow. even a high school. And they Jeez. were like, uh, they said the students have been losing their uh, winter headgear made by that brand Montclair, and it's three hundred fifty dollars, so they're losing focus. I'm like, first of all, you should lose focus for paying three hundred fifty dollars. I think you lost focus. I'm getting some headgear. <laughs> really? It, and you know what? It's, it's a plain looking crazy. hat. Yeah, it's a hat with a little ball on the top. They pay three hundred fifty dollars. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that yeah. that is a mess. Old story there. Yeah, I'm just saying too. God, crazy. All right, we have time for one more, sir. Give me a good one on the way out the door. Okay, well, I don't know if this is a good one, but a U.S. Navy submarine captain was relieved from duties and demoted after paying ten prostitutes to come to his hotel while he was while his vessel was docked in the Philippines. Um, So, mental note. Okay. Why was he? Why was he docked? Well, I mean, I'm not understanding that. Oh my god! <laughs> it was on his private time, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, and and it was his hotel room, so he didn't bring him on a ship, yeah. did he? No, nope. no, he didn't bring. No, no, he didn't. He damn him. Okay. Okay, well, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess that's something to debate <laughs> on the later show. <laughs> he is not here. <laughs> oh, oh, gee, thank you, Jerome. You never. Uh, you never. Uh, uh, Disappoint, sir. I appreciate you. Okay, okay. Here's a quick one. Some cheating man right. who was drunk proposed to the wrong girlfriend. While he, you know, he reveals that he considered cu- cutting off the engagement to get his two thousand dollar ring back. So, this, and this in Britain. So he wants advice on how to get his ring back and give it to the right woman. I'm gonna say by not doing news stories, there is no right woman. The other one gone too. <laughs> yes, she is most definitely. Oh my God! Yeah, Great, that's a, that's media even better. Get, yeah, yeah. You can't ask social media how to get the ring back. Uh, oh God! Get out yeah, of here with this. my bad. That, that, I'm just saying. you're the man. Put that out there. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, anytime. God, wow. <laughs> oh, All right, folks. It is time for our final thoughts. And Momo Beast, as you said in this morning. Hey, sweetie, give us some final thoughts on the way out the door. I just like to say that um, to anybody out there being abused, victimized, assaulted in any way, it's never too late to speak up. Don't let people tell you not to. When you're ready, you're ready. It's never too late. We right here waiting for you. Well said, Mama. Be well said. Mr. Jerome, three final words. Hey. You know, I just want to say that, again, when we look at politics and look what's going on in the world, Keep your eyes open. The truth is a whole lot uglier than you can imagine, but stay strong and believe it. The truth is better than not knowing. So everybody have a good week and carry on, carry on. The man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Man, final thoughts. Look, folks, you know, we, we talk about, you know, Donald Trump and Coast, but, hey, this thing with R. Kelly is the same thing. Look. If wrong is wrong and right is right, if, if, if somebody's doing wrong, why are you following them blindly? I I can't understand why would you follow anybody blindly. I, I if, if I see you doing something wrong and I know it's wrong, I'm not going to say, I don't care how much money you're paying me. I don't. I, I look at these gentlemen that, that said, well, we thought he was doing something wrong and all these people speaking up now. And they, one guy covered his face up. And then the father who still plays in his band 
How are you guys standing up for this clown? Get him out of there. Put, take him, do what he has to do. Get him out. He's victimizing these young girls. Got some comments here from Johnny D. Uh, just in a nutshell, first, as for the government shutdown, I must acknowledge I overestimated the level of commitment a public servant must have for their constituents and optimistically projected business will return to normal this week. All parties are culpable in this posturing because it's affecting real-life people. There are far more Caucasian federal workers, so the the depiction of African-American persons being paraded during the evening news only emboldens Trump's base and his desire to stand on the wall. As for Trump, as for the Trump investigation, there should be uh, there should be no surprise with his connection to Russia. I would not be surprised to see the leaked information, but no more than a diversion. The FBI are far more covert, and these facts would never come out against the person who holds the highest office in the land. The R. Kelly saga is a sad testimony of the willingness of parents to allow their desires to see their children succeed to only lead them into the hands of those who intend to exploit and abuse them. In no way will I diminish the pain of the young ladies, but the parent has a job, and that's to provide and protect his children. With that said, don't underestimate the exploration of our young male children with AAU and junior NBA athletics. Now that my son has demonstrated a level of skills in basketball, the predators are at my doorsteps. I, as a father, will not let them in without monitoring these actions. Lastly, Jay, happy birthday, and I love you. And I love you too, Johnny D. And, uh, you know, that being said, I don't have anything on you of my remarks to the man. Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday... We're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Hashtag Mute R. Kelly. Go watch the documentary. This man should be in jail. Making big rocks into little rocks. So, for Vanessa May Belly, for Momo DZ, for the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spring, for my dear friend and brother, Johnny D, and my main man, Mr. L to the E to the S, I'm J. Rouse, and have a great work week. And remember, it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. See you next week, folks. Have a great work week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.